Yep. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast today on Thursday, October 21st. Hope you all are having a phenomenal day. I am Ethan Smith of the Locked On Pirates podcast. And on, t- on today's podcast, we're going to have a guest that we've had on before, Mr. Bryce Patrick of the Locked On Rangers podcast, where we're just going to be talking about a bunch of different stuff. The Rangers being in the media for the wrong reason for not the first time this year. Um, the playoffs and some free agents that both of our teams could be looking at heading into the offseason. But before we get into that, thank you for making Locked On Rangers and Locked On Pirates your first listen of the day every single day. And with that said, let's get into today's episode. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as mentioned, welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast today. Hope you're all having a phenomenal uh, Thursday. I said almost said Tuesday, October 21st. And Bryce Patrick, former Bama fan, as my camera decides it wants to go off on us, guys. Hold on. There we go. Blooper City, baby. There we go. All right, we are back. But uh, Bryce, how are you doing today? Um, Of course, we're going to get into something here in a second. But how are you? doing as a Bama fan, a Rangers fan, a Mavericks fan, all that good stuff. Well, you know, thanks for having me. Um, I appreciate this is, I mean, it's, it's Thursday as we're recording this and this is my, my day off so I can just enjoy and watch some, some Mavericks basketball, watch a DFW team that doesn't make me cry as often. Doesn't make me angry. I, I, I don't know. Make me angry in different ways, I should say, but like, you know, good ways because they win some, some sports games. Well, there you go. Are you a Dallas Stars fan too? Because you'd kind of you're kind of the enemy if you are at this point after the other <laughs> night. Um, but we're here to talk about baseball, and of course, the, as I mentioned in our intro, the Rangers kind of got in the media the wrong way again. Um, what are your thoughts initially on that stuff that uh, came out today? And for my Pirates listeners, can you elaborate a little bit, seeing as they probably have no idea about what I'm talking about? Well, uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of these tweets that teams are making. All of them were making basically the same statement. I didn't really think much of it. I saw the Rangers. I'm like, okay, this is a bunch of nothing. Um, teams making their, uh, you know, social media avatars purple, talking about uh, standing up for uh, against bullying of LGBTQ youth um, in support of inclusion in, uh, for Spirit Day. And so a lot of these teams were talking about that. And uh, the Rangers just conveniently left out um, just they just said this is their their Twitter statement. Join us in taking a stand against bullying and in support of inclusion. Not no mention of of who they're including or who people are bullying or anything like that. Because um, yeah, the Rangers have a bad bad track record of um, you know being inclusive to the LGBTQ community. They are the only team who did not have a uh, a Pride Day a Pride game. They have been the only team that haven't had it for years um and they have a notorious track record for not being supportive of you know our friends in the rainbow community um and jeff passan brought quote tweeted uh, levi weaver of the athletic uh, friend of the pod friend of of real life um was the one who 
you know, brought this to people's attention. And Jeff Passan quote tweeted it, and obviously giving it more clout because that's what Jeff Passan does. Um, but he said, worth noting, according to the story you shared, a story from the New York Times, um, Neil Liebman, who's the COO for the Rangers team that did not include LGBTQ plus in his message of in support of inclusion, is the chairman of Major League Baseball's diversity, equity, and inclusion committee, which just, I didn't know that beforehand, but hearing that just, I'm just, I'm so angry with this team for so many more reasons than just being an awful baseball team. Like that's enough just being a really bad baseball team. But like, then you throw this stuff in there and it's like, it just really is hard to be, to praise this team, to be excited about this team, to be a fan of this team. It's just like at every turn, every corner, you just make the wrong turn. Like it's not that hard to be minimally inclusive, but every single time they're like, no, we're not doing it. We don't care about that. And it's just so frustrating to watch as a fan. Yeah, and I can imagine as well. And I mean, even on the fact of on the field, they're not exactly the greatest team right now either as both of our teams head into this offseason in the top five worst teams in baseball, according to the draft order. And later in the podcast, we'll get on about um, we'll get on to like free agents that could be going to our respective teams and stuff like that. I've been trying to cover that a lot over the last couple of weeks, but as a, after what you just said, and after what I heard, I mean, again, how hard is it really to include everyone, especially in a sport that to some people is dying because of the lack of fun, the lack of inclusion, that and the other. And you look at all of the different demographics across the sport of baseball. Now the Miami Marlins, have a CEO or COO or whatever position she's in. I know she's in a very high up position, but they have a woman as in a high up position as in a GM and I yeah, believe president, the general manager. Boss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, general manager and baseball operations, I think. Um, sorry for not knowing exactly, but either way, That's the point Ang, is, by the way. Yeah. And for either those way, who don't know. yeah. And either way, Look at the like, I mean, you have so many players from so many different countries, from so many different backgrounds, and it's kind of just ignorant to me in a way. Not to say that about your own team, but I feel like you would also say the same thing, probably. No, I, I, it's ignorant, it's it's ignorant and intentionally, you know, exclusive. Baseball mm -hmm. is not, it's not 1920 anymore. There are other sports, there are honestly better sports, more inclusive sports, more progressive and exciting sports and you know baseball isn't just for you know straight white christian men like there yeah. is a lot of people there are a lot of people a lot of different kind of people who love baseball and you know they shouldn't be excluded or you know felt like they're not a part of the baseball community because they are an integral part of yep. the baseball community oh i agree 100 percent. and honestly being more diverse and all that stuff as well that's going to help the game grow again. And you really need to help the game grow again. And honestly, we'll go ahead and get into this after this ad read. Having the same four teams pretty much be in the final four teams in the playoffs is not a great way to really get people involved in sports too much, especially like baseball. I mean, you look at hockey, basketball, and all that stuff. It, yeah, some of the main teams are there all the time, but guess what? They don't always win. It feels like they always win here. And we have two very different styles that are going on here, but Bryce, there's so many different styles of cars, so many different styles of trucks. What does that mean? There's so many different parts that you have to find for these trucks and cars. And that's why you should check out our friends over at Rock Auto. 
course, Rock Auto has all the parts your car will ever need. Much like the Pirates and the Rangers, they have a lot of fixing to do over the next couple of months. Um, so, you know, sometimes your car, your little your little Flintstone driver thing, Flint, the Flintstones isn't real. You can't just run super fast in your car. Your car has a lot of parts, and this ad read is going all over the place, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> but they have been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They help everybody they could think of with car parts like even oil. I hear people get oil from Rock Auto. I've gotten parts off of Rock Auto like new windshield wipers. Some people get new carpet and they save 30 to 100% when going to rockauto.com. Sometimes you'll spend $350 if you go to the store and have a guy with a mustache like me going all the way across his face trying to sell you a part that they have no business selling you or they have to send it from a warehouse and you're going to have to wait longer. Well, if you use rockauto.com, you can always ensure you're going to get the right part for your car. And if you go to rockauto.com right now and find the how did you hear about us box, let them know that Ethan Smith and Bryce of the Locked On Rangers and Locked On Pirates podcast sent you. That is Rock Auto, all the parts your car will ever need. Now, getting into what's going on in baseball in general. If I would have sat here two months ago, Bryce, and told you that the Atlanta Braves would be up 3-1 on the pesky Los Angeles Dodgers again for the second straight year without Ronald Acuna, would you have called me crazy? Oh, absolutely. I would have called you crazy. Or I would have said, did did everybody on the Dodgers just kind of like forget how to do baseball? Because that's the only thing that would make it make sense. I mean, losing Acuna and like basically their entire starting outfield, that's why I was really you know, impressed with the, do- or with the Braves for um, first off the pettiness of the decision to straight up go for it after losing basically their entire outfield. Like, you know yep. what? Actually the Mets suck. I don't trust them not to screw this up. And mm-hmm. that sends a message to the league. that's like, yeah, I don't think the Mets are for real. And you know what? They weren't. And the Braves, you know, went ahead and did it and went for it and they beat the Brewers pretty handily. Wasn't super close. And, you know, this series, they've been doing very well. I was worried when they dropped the game in the manner in which they did um, with a three-run lead going into mm-hmm. the eighth inning. And my boy, uh, former Ranger Luke Jackson, being the one to cough it up, hurt my feelings very badly. Um, I want a signed apology from uh, Cody Bellinger to Luke. He doesn't have to write it to me. He can just write it to Luke. Like, yeah. hey, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. That was pretty rude and unnecessary of me. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is with the Braves, too, is obviously me living in Braves country down here in Georgia. There's a lot of optimism, and I literally have, like, this might be disrespectful of me to say being a Pirates fan, but the only thing I say every time to Atlanta sports fans, especially in this situation, as I have to uh, do that real quick, go back 10 months ago, actually a year ago almost now, go back. Where were the Braves last year? Up 3-1 against the Los Angeles Dodgers with Ronald Acuna, with Freddie Freeman not 0-8 in his first eight at-bats with six strikeouts. And what happened there? The I mean, this series is not – this series, I will not believe it until I see either the bottom of the – like the bottom of the ninth or even if they have to finish it in the top of the ninth – the final out of the game is made and the Braves are heading to the World Series. I won't believe it. I just won't. And I think that's where most of baseball is right now. And I'm also a 
I hate to say it, a Dodgers fan right now because I wanted them to repeat and repeat handedly so that they would talk about a salary floor or a salary cap or fixing money in baseball instead of allowing a team to spend literally like 12 times more than the Pirates did this year. And of course, that's on the Pirates. They have literally no contracts like beyond this year. Everybody's either arbitration or a free agent. So that's more on them. Like there is zero dollars and zero cents on the books right now as I am speaking to you. That's exactly um, where the Rangers are. They're literally right there, just arbitration and whatever. And I don't know about you. I don't know how much the Pirates have, have spent in their history. I'm not thinking it's a whole bunch, but like the Rangers at least at points did spend, but not with this new ownership group. Like the Rangers haven't had, a, you know, a big contract, any kind of like sizable contract like beyond three years since Shinsu Chu signed that $150 million, like seven year deal in mm-hmm. 2014, the highest contract that they've given out since then was Lance Lynn three years, $30 million. And now they're talking about, Oh, we're going to go get, you know, Corey Seager or Carlos Correa or one of the big name pitchers. Like, what? I'm sorry. What yeah. the team that, you know, basically sabotaged their own offer to Anthony Rendon and, you know, said they were going to be competitive for, um, oh gosh, who, who's his name? I can't think of his name. Uh, Philadelphia um, had an incredible year, was a former Mets. Zach Wheeler. They said they were yeah. going to go be in on Zach Wheeler. They barely got a meeting with him and then were quickly shown the door. So, like, I think they need to have a, a salary floor um, because it'll make me less mad at the Rays and the other teams who are just like, yeah, we don't really care. We're just going to be bad or mediocre and uh, our fans will still, you know, show up to games and spend money and watch our games on TV. It just makes me so angry. The, the, just how conceited owners are. Yeah. Trust me. You're telling that to a Pirates fan, but also I thought it was funny. We had a little Twitter exchange after my uh, podcast the other day about some options for the Pirates outfield this year or the upcoming season. And, of course, I mentioned some names the Pirates are familiar with, Austin Meadows, Starling Marte, and Andrew McCutcheon. And then you decided to come in with my fourth option that I said I would love here because of his defensive versatility, and that was Chris Taylor. Um, So is this going to be a rivalry between the Pirates, the Dodgers, and the Rangers to get Chris Taylor? Probably not because I just (laughs) got the pipe dream for the Pirates. I don't think he even touches us with a 10-foot pole. Um Texas makes a little more sense. He can, you guys could offer him more money. Uh, but what it, is the plan for the Rangers? Uh, as like, we'll talk about that in a second as well. Uh, like the whole Chris Taylor thing. But then I want to go ahead and quickly get your thoughts on if you've already brought up the Astros before we started recording. Have they basically just sunk the Red Sox into oblivion at this point? Like, is it just pretty much a done deal? I don't know. Cause like, I'm just mad at the Red Sox for not capitalizing. Like their offense has just kind of fallen in the crapper. And also they used Nathan Eovaldi out of the pen. Why? Why did you do that? All these managers using their like star pitchers in these weird, unnecessary scenarios. Like when the Dodgers used Max Scherzer to close out game five of the NLDS, like you didn't need to do that. You still had other options in your pen or the Dodgers using Julio Arias with like two openers pitching mm-hmm. him starting in the third inning. Like what the heck was that? And so then when he made his most recent start, his actual start, he got kind of lit up. So I don't know. I think, I, I think the, the Red Sox can come back 
their pitcher, their starting pitchers have been more reliable, but they need to actually like trust them. Nick Pavetta was doing well and they pulled him out their 65 pitches and then started using starting pitchers in their bullpen. And it's like, just don't overthink it. Just use pitchers and you know, your bullpen in the way that makes sense that you've done it in the regular season and things will work out. Yeah, exactly. And I've talked about that at length on the podcast too, that all this stuff going on in the postseason could really affect what's going on in free agency this year. Uh, with a lot of starting pitchers, they're going to be trying to make some money as, you know, it is what it is. Um, but as far as free agency for the Rangers, and you can even give your opinion on what the Pirates should probably do, how are the Rangers planning on attacking free agency? Well, you know, I, I hate I hate carrying water for the ownership. That's basically what I'm doing every time I say that I think that they're going to spend big. But I, I don't know that I think that they're going to spend big or that they should. But that has been all the talk that has been fed – like just shoved down the throat of every beat writer, every media member, just like, oh, they're going to spend big this offseason. They're going to go get one of those big three shortstops. They're going to go spend a whole lot of money and, you know, probably try and bring Clayton Kershaw back home to Dallas. And I'm like, I will believe it when I see it from this ownership group. They're all talk. And I'm not going to carry water for them saying, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to do it. And also, even if they are, why are you broadcasting that? Like, why? there's no... There was no expectation of like, oh man, this team just won 100 games, but they're going to bounce back and win 100, win 100 next year. Like, no, that never happens. Literally, never has happened. So, like, I don't understand the thought, the big posturing. They say that they're going to try and be competitive again in 2023. That is way too quick a window. You got to suck for a little bit longer than that. Um, even though I do appreciate that they started their season of sucking in a 60 game season, but like. I don't know. This offseason, I have a lot of questions. There's been a lot of talk, but uh, I am going to wait until things start actually happening till I start saying, oh, yeah, this team's actually going to spend money. Yeah, and one of the bigger questions, too, with the Pirates is add some veteran pitching, backup catching, right fielder. Those are your big spots, but is it too soon to even worry about adding anybody? And I said, no, you can always look to add free agents. Look at Tyler Anderson and what he turned into this year for the Pirates and then the Mariners. Mariners were this close to making the playoffs. That close. And that was a big part of what Tyler Anderson was giving them down the stretch. I just said, though, over the last couple of days, don't sign them to just one-year deals and then offload them halfway through the year. That does nothing for you. Sign them to two-year deal. Why not? What does it hurt to sign a 31-year-old starting pitcher to a two-year deal? Show him like all of these rookie, uh, rookie. I almost said rookie cornerbacks. My mind is on football today. <laughs> rookie starting pitchers um, about like you know how the game works, what pitches work against what batters. Let them do that, and then maybe in the midway through the second year, you trade them away if it's really working out, or you just move them to the bullpen once a lot of those younger arms get moved. And we've seen. Bullpens are very important right now in the playoffs and very important in general because the Pirates bullpen flat out fell apart this year um, in a better part of the season, really because of trades. But eventually injuries happen and it really ended up hurting them really badly. So in the final part of today's episode, which is, of course, brought to you by our wonderful friends over at Bet Online where you can bet on all of the sports that me and Bryce are talking about right now. As you can see behind him, 
nice little Alabama flag behind me. Nice little Steeler flag, if I could point correctly. Um, <laughs> you could bet on any kind of sports on betonline.ag. It's the sports equinox. Basketball, baseball, hockey, football, and soccer are all going on at the same time. And Bet Online is here to help you with your betting styles, with your betting lines, all that good stuff. And when you go to betonline.ag to bet on any games that you want, make sure you use the promo code Locked On or Locked15. I found out that both work from people that have used it before to get 50% of your initial deposit as a welcome bonus, meaning if you throw $100 in there, they are going to match that and put it to $50 extra on a bonus. So that's always fun. You get more money to bet on. You could bet on futures for college football. You can bet on futures for Major League Baseball already, and the World Series still hasn't even happened yet. But you can do that all at betonline.ag, where the game starts, and the only place we trust here at the Locked On Podcast Network with our money for sports betting. So kind of getting away from the Pirates and the Rangers with free agency, the names are there in free agency this year. Um, Where do you expect a lot of these big-name free agents to go? Is it going to be kind of like the Dodgers, Angels, Red Sox, Yankees kind of deal? Or do you you see maybe a guy like Carlos Correa or Corey Seager or even Trevor Story head to maybe another small market where they have more potential to win? You know, I have I did a breakdown of this of, of looking like in depth at like who the who the big three shortstops are gonna go to. And like, you know, looking at it, there's not that many teams that are like really like deep in the market for like a starting shortstop. Like it's mm-hmm. gonna be the Yankees are gonna be the big team. I mean, other than that, I mean, maybe the Dodgers wanna like fight hard to get one of those shortstops and like put them at, at second. Um, but they still got Gavin Lux that they're waiting to put in set. They shoved him all the way to center field. So, and they've got Trey Turner for another year. So it's like, it's not really a huge need for him, but mm-hmm. like, I think a team like, I don't know the, or the, not the pirates, um, the, uh, the tigers could surprise people and spend a whole bunch of money in the off season. I mean, they're not, they're not really that close. I mean, I would have thought about, uh, you know, Seattle, but like they're, um, they're really closer, um, they have a, a good prospect at shortstop. I can't think of his name right now, but he's about like a year away. And you know, yeah. Uh, and JB Crawford has been like fine for them, mm-hmm. like plenty good placeholder, really good defensively, average ish offensively. Um, but uh, yeah, Nico Goodrum at uh, shortstop for Detroit. Yeah. That can definitely use some improvement there um, with an 82 OPS plus. But like, I think there's going to be a lot of surprise teams that are like after these big free agents nick castellanos i have no idea where the heck he's gonna go like absolutely no idea um and i think he's gonna opt out which is a little surprising to me starting yeah. Marte, i honestly have no idea where a lot of these big guys gonna, are gonna go um i feel like the dodgers should try and keep around chris taylor after the great year that he had um but you know maybe they'll just like go trade for Juan Soto this offseason and it won't freaking matter because that's what the Dodgers can freaking do and it's going to make me so mad Uh, but you know I don't know it's going to be a wild offseason the most outlandish thing that I think would happen if I think Clayton Kershaw is actually going to give some like genuine credence to coming back to Texas I think he's wanted to for a while now he loves it he lives here in the offseason he grew up in Dallas um like he's pretty involved in the community. We go to the same church. So obviously we're besties um, in that I've like seen him twice at Christmas. 
just because it's a huge Christmas service. And so there's like a thousand people there. And I'm like, it's pretty easy to spot the six, six guy with the freaking shaggy hair and beard. He kind of stands out in the crowd, but I think he'll give some serious consideration to Texas. He'll likely end up going back to the Dodgers. And I would honestly want him to like, that's just what would be better for him. I would love to watch Clayton Kershaw be here in Texas and the Rangers spend a lot of money on upgrading their facilities. So that like when players come and see like, ah, even though I'm going to be losing a hundred games here, at least it'll be kind of comfortable. So yeah. I don't know. I, and even if they went like, this is their dream off season. They go get uh Corey Seager and Clayton Kershaw. Like that's the absolute pinnacle dream. Even then this is still probably a 90 loss team, maybe 85, maybe 85 if things mm-hmm. go really well, but like there's a lot to upgrade here and you can't fix from a hundred losses to like, starting and like to contend in like a two-year time span you need like at least three years so i don't know it's going to be a wild off season for sure though especially with the cba negotiations coming up i'm really terrified that like we might i might have to do another season of like podcasting with no baseball like that that would be absolutely brutal and miserable i did that i did the you know get way too into the kbo i don't want to do it again like i will but I'd really rather not. Yeah. And the thing is with the idea that you guys maybe get Seeger and Kershaw, by the way, it'd be pretty easy for you to ask Kershaw to be on your podcast. If you go to the same church, just be like, Hey buddy, we both like Jesus. You want to be on my podcast? <laughs> um, but basically like, I think that would kind of put you, and this is a weird team to compare it to, but that would put you really in kind of Kansas city Royals territory oh, gosh. Um, where you had Salvador Perez this year, you had um, what's his name? Uh, Whit Merrifield. You had Alberto Mondesi. Like you had some good players, but not a lot outside of that. And they really moved on from getting a lot of those guys out of there. And the thing is with me is the Pirates. I'd love to see him spend money this year, but is it really feasible for them to spend money? No, it's not. There's no reason for them to do it. The Brewers are still going to probably win the division next year. Maybe the Cardinals do it. But is it really feasible for the Pirates to make a move like that? No. Is it feasible for them to add a little bit? Yes, because that's what I want to see. But it's also for the Rangers, is that's what I would do too, is if you are saying, hey, we're going to go out and spend money, right? Why not go out there and get a lot of those guys that not only are going to improve your team all around, but why not fill every single void you have instead of just giving – Corey Seager or Clayton Kershaw $30 million, you know, like I think that would be a more smart approach, like literally build an entire team. Like you're on diamond dynasty MLB 21, the show right now, but you're playing with like a little bit less of a budget. Like you, instead of having Mike Trout for 500,000 coins, you go and build an entire team with 300,000. That would be a very good off season for the Rangers. And also no offense, if Carlos Correa and some of these guys leave Houston, that division's for the taking, in my it's, opinion. It's not for the Rangers, though. It's it's for not Seattle. For the Rangers. It's for yeah. Seattle, and and maybe because Oakland's probably about to punt. Like they're probably yeah, they're, about to they're punt and start rebuilding again. It's going to be Seattle's division to lose. Um, I think Houston's still going to be even if Carlos like Correa leaves which there's a lot of speculation that he, that the Rangers are going to pursue him heavily, which no, thank you. I'm out. I don't want a guy who is involved in the worst cheating scandal in baseball history, but like, yeah, 
It's fine. I think, oh wait, did Korea time throw you off? Oh, I thought you were saying it's like time to wrap up. I was like, I was like, you giving me a signal, but no, no, I no, think... no, no. You didn't watch that game where he hit the big home run against the Red Sox, and he immediately went like this after he hit it. What, like his Damian Lillard? Yeah, he was he was he was channeling his inner Damian Lillard, and then the Red Sox proceeded to drop twenty plus runs on him to, for two straight games. I didn't mean to slander Damian Lillard with associating him with Carlos. Clear. Yeah, well, yeah. there's an official apology to Damian Lillard. Official um, apology. But anyway, I think I think some of the smart you you had a point there. Like the Rangers had done a good job these years that they haven't been so good of signing these like, you know, middle guys, like guys who are kind of older, like 28 to 31 to 32 sometimes, um, especially pitchers. They've done it like three times now with Mike Miner, with Lance Lynn, with Kyle Gibson, get these guys kind of off the scrap heap, kind of see something that you like want to fix in their mechanics or whatever, and like see if you can fix them. It hasn't worked out with all of them. Obviously, Mike Fultinevich did not work out. Jordan Lyles is fine but not mm-hmm. good. Not like you could trade him for something because he's completely re- revamped who he is as a pitcher, but like go get some of those deals, the like two, three year deals that are like medium money. So you're not committing too much. And you know, those guys, they have a big impact on the young guys. Like, you know, uh, Kyle Gibson had a really big impact on the staff for the couple of years that he's been here. Um, so like, guys like Dane Dunning, like, you know, Taylor Hearn, like these other yeah. young starters, like they learned a lot from him. And, uh, you know, they also established their credibility with some of these other guys like Lance Lynn, who they didn't trade last year because he's like his wife, I believe was pregnant. And he didn't want to like be moving when, you know, she was going to have her baby. They didn't know what was going to happen with that. So he's like, let's just stay here, like work out a deal in the off season. And they treated him very well. And, you know, there was some thought that he might think about coming back before the extension with the White Sox. But, like, that helps your credibility in free agency when you are one of these bad teams, when you start to have that young core, like, you know, Seattle will and, like, um, some of these other teams. Like, you have more of a young core than the Rangers do of having, like, young players that are actually, like, good. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, you need that credibility around the league. So when you start to go from, like, team that sucks – to team that sucks with some good young players to team that is starting to not suck and surprise people. Like you need that kind of reputation with players around the league. And I mean, Hey, my whole off season will be made and I will never shut up about it. It's a pirates bring back Andrew McCutcheon. Does yeah. it help the team at all? No, <laughs> it doesn't. But it when helps I your this, mental health, and that's important. Okay? Yes, it does help my mental health. Yes, seeing number 22 <laughs> lace it up again for the Pittsburgh Pirates would be awesome. I'd also love to see number six lace it up again in Starling Marte. Anthony Alford took his number. Um, shout out to Anthony Alford for being on my podcast at the beginning of the season. Uh, but I'd love Starling Marte or Andrew McCutcheon to come back. But, Bryce, I'm sure this won't be the last time we talk during free agency. Who knows? Maybe the Pirates and the Rangers make a trade. Who knows? Oh you gosh. never know. It's Wild baseball. Whoever knows. Um, fi- but while I have you here, who's winning the NLCS and ALCS? Oh gosh, I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic and probably wrong on both ends. But I say the Braves and the Red Sox. All my picks have been wrong. I picked the, the White Sox to win the World Series. That looks real stupid, and it was more of a I'm just never gonna pick the Astros. Like on yeah. principle, they could be up three zero. And like in game four with a 16 to nothing lead in the eighth inning, I'm like, I'm still not picking them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, mine was raised Dodgers. So at least one half of mine is still correct. So if this was a March madness bracket, I would clearly be winning right now. 
Um, but Bryce, tell the wonderful people where they can find your podcast, where they can find you, all that good stuff. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. It's right there if you're watching it on YouTube. You can find Locked On Rangers on YouTube to search Locked On Rangers. Look for the one with with my face, with the guy with glasses that's not talking about hockey. Um, well, I guess not talking about hockey as often. It does occasionally slip in there. Um, but where can the fine listeners and watchers of Locked On Rangers find you, Mr. Ethan Smith? Uh, Locked On Pirates, of course, is the Twitter handle uh, for me. I finally got the point right. It's MVP <laughs> underscore Ethan. Uh, you'll see me in my fine L.A. Clippers writing and uh, Pirates writing and Steelers writing and rambling and go dogs uh, because they finally have a very solid team. My Jordan Davis jersey is on the way. Uh, should be here in November. The big burly man. I wish the Pirates could put a bat in his hand and teach him how to hit because he'd be the next Frank Thomas. Um, <laughs> but anyways, Bryce, it was perfect to have you on today. We talked about a bunch of different stuff. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in, as always, and making the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Pirates and Locked On Rangers your first listen of the day, every single day, Monday through Friday. And until then, I will see you on the flip side. Peace out.